what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brothers in Tech. Boy, my voice is already going out even <laughs> on the first syllable. Wow. Um, yeah, my voice is, uh, is a little rough tonight and uh, during this recording, so I apologize in advance. And for that reason, I'm not going to do as much talking as I normally do. So Brian, why don't you? Oh my gosh, our 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 listenership is getting ready to go through the roof, right? What they've all been asking for for you to uh, take a take a back seat. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. Yeah. So who, who are we, Brian? Why don't you? <laughs> well, welcome to Brothers in Tech. Uh, this is Brian Jackson, who is on the right side of your screen. Uh, if you're looking and watching the video, uh, and my brother Alan on the other side of the screen, on the other side of the country, uh, Alan Jackson. Alan, how are you doing? <laughs> do I do I even need to uh, ask? And, and before you ask, no, I'm not sick. I don't have any mm -hmm. symptoms of anything. I honestly just lost my voice. And it's one of those things where, unfortunately, I lost my voice the other night. I've had to talk way too much still the last three days, which has not helped my voice at all. So it is still kind of shot. And today was another rough day of talking. So yeah. Here we are. This is yeah. what you get here at the end of the day. Brian. I mean, usually I you would think if you've got a you've got a, a co-host, a brother that is very loving and thoughtful, would say, you know what, let's do this another night. But no. nope, nope. You <laughs> said you said I'm not getting off the hook. We're doing this for right. show. We are doing said, this. Alan, I question your your commitment to what we do if you're gonna skip out just because of a stupid sore throat. Yeah. Um yep. So anyway, um, yep. I'm here. I'm here begrudgingly. I guess I'm. I mean, do do we want to talk at all about how you lost your voice? I mean, it was it a was it a basketball game that went on recently that you were screaming and yelling at the at the there, screen? Maybe was that was that it? There were, but that was not the incident that prompted this. But there were screaming mm -hmm. uh, going on around uh, last night. There was a lot of screaming happening. I don't know if you, you could even hear it. On the other side of the country. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about the no, game last night? No. Nope. I do nope. not. <laughs> nope. I have already uh, gotten my. I may. I. I. I picked an enemy with uh, someone here local who's also a University of Virginia fan, and uh, uh, I may have said some things tauntingly before <laughs> the game, and um, I'm now reaping the benefits of of that taunt yeah, and yeah. uh well actually not benefits the i'm, I'm getting the downside the of having taunted mm -hmm. before the game so uh yes between ball games maybe a night out a few nights ago that i shall not comment on and uh just constant talking at work yeah that's 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 been the the problem with my voice right now so yeah well <laughs> I would say there's yeah. there's some of that that is deserved, and uh, I will just leave it at that. And uh, right. thank you, Shane Flint, telling me to suck it up, Buttercup. All right, <laughs> I'm here. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to do this. Nice. Bring it nice. on. Let's do this yeah. show. <clears throat> what, what's a voice? What do I need a voice for? Let me just wear it I out tonight. It. 
Yeah. I'll just, uh, you know, not talk at all tomorrow. So I like that's an important part of this, of this gig. Uh, well, Alan, let's, let's, you know, let me, let me take over for just a minute and, um, uh, tell the listeners what we're going to talk about tonight. Well, what I'm going to talk about, what you're going to kind of, you know, muzzle your way through. Nod my uh, head and listen. Yeah. You know, so one of the things that, that Alan and I tend to do about, uh, with this show is we're, we're constantly asking each other what, what are you doing right now in terms of tech? What's going on in your tech world? Uh, do you have any new products that you're trying? Or is there anything you're trying to solve at home? Or is there anything that, um, you know, that you uh, need help with, uh, which is rarely what we ask each other because uh, neither one of us wants to, to be told what to do. But um, so tonight is my night uh, where I'm bringing a, um, I guess we'll call it a, uh, a, an issue that I was trying to solve uh, in my home office, um, and specifically, I mean, maybe not calling it an issue, but but an interest that I had and something that I was was looking to get into. So, um, you know, I spent the last few weeks trying to figure out what type of display setup I want in my home office. So, move my office around. I don't know, Alan, if you can tell that I'm kind of have a different, slightly different orientation in the the room now. And when I did that, I was like, you know, I want to go ahead and kind of make some changes in terms of uh, my computer setup as well. So let me just kind of back up and tell you what what my traditionally what I have done. And Alan, you can kind of maybe chime in uh, with what your setup is. But traditionally, I'm I'm an external monitor person. So I, I love my laptop. I, I work on a laptop. Um, but anytime I'm down at a desk, I would much prefer to have my computer plugged into a bigger monitor. Um, so that, you know, I'm not hunched over uh, the laptop. I prefer to have an external keyboard. I prefer to have an external mouse. Treat it treat it like I'm on a desktop computer uh, anytime that I can because I know I can unplug and, and use the laptop. So I've traditionally had a one single monitor, uh, plug my laptop into it, and then use my laptop open as well as the, the monitor. And I think the previous monitor I had was a 24-inch flat monitor. Um, it was nice. Uh, I enjoyed using it, uh, but I got, I got the itch to have a little bit more real estate. Um, so that's kind of my setup, Alan. What, what before we get started uh, with what I wanted to change? Um, what's your setup? I'm I'm the same. If we're okay. we're focusing on the whole uh, monitors displays that we use, I am a uh, I am a laptop user primarily as well. Laptop, uh, I, I bring the same laptop home and work. Use it universally. It's the only computer I own and use. I honestly am I'm very very singular. But I'm like you in that when I'm here at my home office or at my office office, I like having the yeah, monitor, external monitor. Yeah. So I have a 20, can't remember if it's a 24 or 27 inch. Okay. Yeah. But it's a external monitor off to the side. I, I have it off to the side angle. I have the exact same monitor, the exact same angle, the exact same layout at my office office. So that way, when I plug up my laptop to it, it, it feels the settings are identical. Symmetry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the, the interesting. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but why why is it that you choose to have your the bigger monitor to the side? I Not don't know. the exact opposite. Is I don't know. Okay. There's no. No, I really. I honestly now. don't. I I've always just gotten used to having my laptop screen as my primary screen, and then okay. my external monitors off the side. I'm always pushing 
spreadsheets over to it or web pages I want to view bigger or, or anything I'm looking to read, I'll throw up on this bigger screen. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I've always kind of standardized on my laptop screen being the primary one in front of me that I work with primarily. I don't know. Do Maybe it's because I just like get my use. I might just be getting myself used to whenever I am mobile and portable and I don't have an external screen. You're going to be working that much way. more used to using the screen. So yeah, that's a good question. Do you, do you use the keyboard and the mouse on the laptop or do you have external devices? <clears throat> it depends on if I'm here at my house or at the office office here at my house. I don't have an external keyboard. Hmm. I use the keyboard and mouse on the laptop. Space wise, I don't have a very deep desk and I just, it just worked out better to have it here at my office. I do have external keyboard and mouse I use cause I have a much bigger desk and a, a separate keyboard tray for it. So, yeah. 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 Well, so knowing, knowing our setups, which are fairly similar, except kind of reversed. I'm a, I'm a big fan of plugging my laptop in and using a different keyboard and using the monitor Azure um, as my main uh, main screen. And then my laptop becomes my second screen. Um, I do want people to know before we get too far into this, that you know if you haven't done this type of setup before, if you've always kind of used your laptop or just use a desktop, or maybe you have both and you want to combine the two, you know, there is a lot of flexibility uh, in doing this. If you, you know, as Alan and I do plug in a laptop that is then automatically connected to a, a monitor, maybe an external keyboard, maybe an external mouse. Um, you can, you know, there are settings to where you can get the computer to remember this setup that says, anytime I plug into this monitor, this is how I want it to be organized. I want this screen to be my main screen where my dock is or my start bar is, and this one to be a second, or I want them both to be mirrored. Um, you know, and it is nice that I don't I don't remember that always being the case out. And a long time ago, when you would plug into a monitor, you'd always have to tell it, Mm-hmm. This is how I want things to happen, uh, which yeah. is a nightmare for someone who, like me, in education that goes to different classrooms and plugs into those classrooms. It has to tell it each time, this is how I want to do it. But uh, but those days are no more. Um, you know, If you are looking to do this, you can set things up in pretty much any way that you want to set it up, and, and the computer will remember that setup for the most part. It does a pretty good job of remembering when you plug back in. Um, here's how the setup's going to be. So that's why I've fallen in love with having an external monitor to know that it's not an it's not a hard setup. I plug in, and this is my desk working environment. Um, mm-hmm. So now here here came my dilemma. Right, I started to to really get the itch, Alan, for more real estate, a larger screen. I find myself doing kind of having more windows open these days. You know, different documents that I want to compare, and I started to. We, you know, you and I talked about efficiency, right? And about uh, uh, using keyboard shortcuts and all of this. And I found myself doing an awful lot of switching between windows that were in front of each other. And mm-hmm. I found that I was a lot of my day spent kind of flipping between windows. Okay, flip over to this document, flip over to this spreadsheet. And I just felt like I needed more real estate or I wanted more real estate um, to be able to use. So let me walk you through my, my process here. Uh, first step was... I went out and bought two monitors. I went out and bought two, two 27-inch monitors. Two 27-inch monitors. Nice. It actually okay. gave me you know, a lot of real estate. Um, mm-hmm. And just for people, before we get into specs and things, when I give the, the size, we are talking about the distance from corner to corner, opposite corners. Um, so that's 27 inches you know, at an angle. Um, and I had two of so those. It's a little, the way that works is it's a little less width. 
than 27 right. because again right. the 27 is diagonal so i know sometimes I, i've had people kind of get a little confused by that they're measuring their space based on that 27 inch di- diagonal right. it's like well right. no you can't measure you know, the width is going to be a little more like 25 i think something may yep. change yep. Yep. so anyway just a, it is a diagonal corner to corner in your yep. your screen window yeah yeah so you know i and and the reason i i didn't feel like i needed that space uh because i was going from a 24 yeah. Uh, which which was a decent amount of space. I probably could have gone with two 24s and been, you know, a, a big upgrade. But the, you know, I bought I bought used, so it was fairly inexpensive. And I said, you know, if I'm going to do it, rather than being upset, you know, in a year and uh, wanting to have a little bit more, I went ahead and uh, did that. So I had two 27 inch monitors. The same monitor um, came as a as a pair from uh, that I, I purchased from someone. And, uh, and I spent probably about two weeks with that setup. And uh, let me tell you my, my frustrations. <laughs> One was the, the monitor in front of me was great, right? The 27 inch was a little bigger than the 24 I had before. And I just found myself, Alan, t- probably only using about a third of the other screen that was off to the mm-hmm. side. Now, you know, you might be asking, well, why didn't you put them both directly in front of you? Well, I didn't want a bezel. I didn't want a bezel in front of me that I was always kind of having the mon- having the document that's directly in front of me, having a bezel running True. a line. Well, and there's always and- the thing, too, with a computer. I mean, there is a screen that has to be kind of your <clears throat> primary interface screen, right. you know, menu yep. bar, dock. You know, if you're using a Mac or start bar typically appears on one screen you designate as kind of your primary so that's another thing too, is if you have two screens, like you had it or like you were considering it yeah. as paired in front of you, you still got to pick the left or the right one as which one's your primary right. one for interface. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there was some software that I could have used to make, you know, the, the dock, for example, go right in the middle across the bezel. But that, hmm. that again, that made no sense to me, right? It, yeah. it did not make sense. So what I ended up doing is having one of them directly in front of me, one to the side at an angle to try to give myself kind of this you know, kind of cockpit environment uh, where everything was fairly close to me. But I tell you what, Alan, uh, having 27 in front, 27 to the side, for one, to actually use all 27 inches of that other monitor, that was a pretty big head turn that was having to happen, yeah, Sure, right? That was not the peripheral vision that was able to see and do things. I was literally having to make yeah. my body turn to use it. And so I started realizing that even when I put my windows up there, I was never using the far right side of my second mm-hmm. monitor. Okay. And so that got me a little concerned that, okay, I've got all this real estate here, but yet I'm not really using it that effectively. Um, so I went back to the drawing board, um, sold those monitors for $10 more than I bought it for, by the way, which Ooh, was great. Right. So that was nice. That's a good deal. Um, sold those and then started looking into a different setup, which would have been a larger screen. So I could have one screen to cover basically the real estate that I felt like I was using with those two screens, Alan. So what I started looking into was um, what's called the ultra wide monitors. Mm-hmm. And ultra wide is just a different orientation, a much wider monitor than what would normally be the case on a, you know, TV or a, a monitor setup. And uh, and there's all sorts of kind of uh, sizes of those. I think 29 is considered a, an ultra wide monitor. I think 34 is considered one. 
Um, and I ended up finding a, another used one, but a, uh, a monitor that was a 35 inch ultra wide monitor. And right. um, you said 35, it's 35 inch ultra wide. And so, you know, I, the way I that some that point go, through the, some, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, cause I'm going to, I want to pull up a picture just yeah. because I like showing And I can share, I've got it as here as well. If you want me to, I can. Yeah. I just think yeah, for people not familiar with kind of the ultra wide kind of what we're really talking about with that. So yeah, let me, let me, let me share. Cause I'll show you the exact one I have. Um, okay. And then we can uh, talk a little bit more about some of the, you know, specs and needs here. Oh, okay. That was exactly the one I did a Google search on. It was getting there you go. image for, what do you know? Yeah. So this is a 35 inch LG ultra wide monitor. And, and if you, if you see just the image of it, you can see that's kind of long and skinny as compared to, you know, the orientation of the aspect orientation that would be on a normal computer. A normal computer, our computer monitor is going to be what, Alan, 16 by nine, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So 16 wide by nine tall is the aspect, is the ratio that you have. And of course you just, if you get wider, that means you're also getting taller by that, uh, yeah. that same ratio. This, however, is a 21 by nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so compare that to 16 by nine. All it did was add width, not height to Not height. what that yeah. uh, monitor would have been. So as you can see what they with their uh, the image that they're putting up here, it looks like all the dark part of that image is a normal monitor size. And then it's got extra monitor size over here that it's kind of putting a different window to, to display that. Um, so what I, in my mind, I was thinking, well, that's like having maybe more like this 27 or let's say maybe 24 plus that extra bit that I was using on the second yeah. monitor, right? Well, you said before you're using like a full monitor and then maybe like a third, maybe a third of the, other. Of a, yep. which, so that basically gives you that same equivalent of what you're actually using space right. on a monitor. Yeah. So now we got no bezel, no bezel in the middle that I have to worry about. It's all on one screen. Um, and then, you know, the other question I had was this idea of flat versus curved. And for people that yeah. haven't kind of, uh, heard about those or even thought much about it kind of a big big thing that started happening with tvs right alan for a while was that the tv started getting curved and it was to provide because the tvs were getting so wide that they wanted you to still be somewhat close to even the edges of the screen when you're looking at it straight ahead as opposed to you know if i had this big 35 inch monitor that was flat well if i'm in the middle of it my distance to the monitor is let's say you know 20 inches but my distance to the right side of the screen is going to be quite a bit more <laughs> because it's mm. way over there and it's flat, right? It carries on. So the idea is that some of these curved monitors means that you're kind of being enveloped a little bit by that extra width. And so my distance over here to the edges, arms distance, you know, it's almost arms distance all the way, all the way across. Yeah. It's trying to approximate a, a monitor that's all kind of all areas of it are similar distance from you. It's not exact. I mean, it's not exact. that would almost be like a semicircle, but right. it definitely gets it closer than a flat monitor does. Yeah, for sure. and provides yeah. a little bit of a curve there. Um, so, you know, there is pros and cons of that, which you can get into in just a minute. But that was also my decision was like, do I want to go flat? Do I want to curve? I initially thought flat, flat, because that's what I'm used yeah. to. 
And I figured that would be the case, but, um, but I ended up going with the curved again, partly because I found it used and it just happened to be kind of check all these boxes. Um, so 35 ultra wide curved is what I ended up going with. And we yeah. can talk about other specs and things. So you know, this idea of, of external monitor, Alan, um, to me, you know, the first step was I had to decide what kind of real estate I wanted. You know, how yeah. big do I need this to be? And I think mm -hmm. for people that are looking to do this, if you've been if you've been dealing with a laptop only and that has been your your screen, if you go to a desk at home and you set your laptop down and you work on your laptop, then you'll probably find any of these monitors are going to be maybe a step up in terms of visual uh comfort in being able to see, especially if you have some some vision issues that may be uh, coming about. Um, so, you know, a, a 20, a 24 inch is probably going to be great. Um, and 27, you know, 32, right. Those are the standard kind of, uh, widths that you'll see 24, 27, 32. When you see something that's like a 29, 34, I think at 49, I believe is the super ultra wide. Is that what they yeah. call it? Yeah. Super mm -hmm. wide. Right. So that's just imagine that being, you know, uh, quite a bit wider than what you're even seeing here on the screen. Um, so those are the options to be thinking about it. And, and to me, I think it comes down to, do you find yourself using multiple windows at once? Do you find right. yourself needing multiple um, or a lot of real estate at once? And I, I just, the way I work, it's not that my work is necessarily different than others. It's just, I like to have multiple things up that I'm pulling from mm. copy from yeah. this to paste to here, look at this compared to this, you know, and, it's a little bit of the uh, description of whether someone, and I know there's a lot of buzzwords around the idea of multitasking, whether that's right. even a real thing or not, but it's this idea of having multiple things available to you to either look at or view or work on. Um, some people are very singular. Right. Meaning it's, right. I work on one thing at a time. I'm going to have one window up at a time. And when I'm done with that, I close that off and then I'm going to open up something else for those. I mean, I'm not going to say a larger monitor won't help somewhat, but it's not as not quite as essential as I think people like you yeah. and I that do need to have a lot of things open just to kind of stay active on it. So yeah, I mean, if you know the the type of work you're doing has a lots of documents or lots of images, or um, you're someone who you know if you're working on video and you've got something mm -hmm. up, but you want a previous version up as well. I mean, there's, you know, there, there are people that I think need, and the other piece being, you know, if you're a visual person, if you're someone who works in images, works in video, bigger usually helps because you're able to see fine detail a little bit more that uh, may approximate what other people are going to see when they put it on a big, uh, a big screen. So, sure. so size was important, you know, uh, despite what I may tell myself a lot of times, size mattered, Alan. And so as I went into this world of how much real estate I needed, then it became the idea of, is it going to be ultra wide? Is it going to be, you know, um, uh, a normal uh, wide versus super wide, all of that. And I, and I kind of settled on this ultra wide, which I'm, I have to say, I'm pretty happy with. Um, okay. Well, that was going to be my question. Kind yeah. Of, and you, I was going to kind of leave that to the end, it? but now that I'm already getting to it, I'm, I'm super happy with the size that I have here. I feel like I don't mind turning my head a little bit to see all the real estate, um, but I don't feel like I'm having to crane my neck in order to see uh, sure. everything that's up there. Uh, right. And basically, I would tell someone the way I look at it is uh, an ultra wide 
allows me to put three document size things side by side by side pretty easily, hmm. right? I look at it as I, I can, instead of dividing a screen in half, I divide the screen into three parts. And if you like the idea of having three parts of a screen, I think the ultra wide is right. If you were someone who felt like they needed four parts, then I think that's where maybe this super wide comes into play. If you're someone that says, you know, I just like to have two things side by side a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I think a normal wide monitor orientation makes sense um, because okay. this is exactly what I've been doing is I've had three things uh, yeah. up continuously. You know, right now I've got our recording screen in the middle. I've got our notes on the left and I've got my web page on the right. And those are the three things that I'm, you know, balancing right now and can kind of uh, knock between okay. the two. Now, um, you know, I have to say the other thing that, you know, when you start looking at people's setups, I, I went and talked to several people that have different multiple monitor setups. And one, I think you and I talked about a little bit that, you know, there are monitors now, or actually most monitors can be um, oriented vertically in a yeah. portrait mode instead of landscape. I don't suggest people doing that for one monitor, but if you're someone who's looking at dual monitors, that's one thought I had was, well, what about a 27 inch monitor or 32, let's say, and then a smaller 24 that I could put vertical to the side because maybe that mm -hmm. would get me my real estate that I want. Um, vertical is, is what a lot of developers, I think, uh, tend to use with people that write code because they like to see lots of lines <laughs> vertically. Well there's uh, there's that there's programmers there's also designers if they're working in page layout meaning they're doing oh, yeah. something in yeah, a yeah. standard page layout you like you to see, see the entire thing right. as large as possible and if you put it on a widescreen monitor you're just getting it you know limited by the height of that widescreen monitor you turn that monitor right. up on its side vertical you can go the full width of the full height of the screen yeah, with that uh, page layout so that's another another reason yeah. i see people do it I also see people using the vertical screens as if you have a monitor that acts more as a dashboard of some sort, almost like you want to mm -hmm. keep some widgets or other things. Like maybe you got a stock ticker that you keep up on a screen. Maybe you've got a weather app you keep up or other things kind of treating it more like a side a vertical window with just a lot of widgets and other things to kind of keep tabs on. Yeah. But maybe not a working monitor as much. I've seen people use a vertical orientation for that a lot too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, the one, the one thing that made me think a little bit about a monitor that could be turned vertically um, was photography, right? Oh, yeah. And wanting to have, you know, okay, I'm working on a landscape oriented picture. Oh, now I'm working on a portrait picture. It'd be nice to be able to turn that monitor on its, you know, on its yeah. uh, uh, its stand, turn it, orient well, it, so I could actually get the full use of my monitor to be able to do that. So, well, let's let's mention this a couple things about this too, because this yeah. may be something that you know people hadn't really thought about or thought was really possible. Any monitor you buy um, can be turned vertical. It's up to the computer to tell it that you're wanting to display in a ninety degree rotation right. on that screen. Right. Like, for example, the monitor I have right here next to me, my external monitor, if I have a mount on the back of it um, that allows me to turn it, then I can go into my computer and say, okay, that monitor <laughs> off to the side is now 90 degree turned. There's right. an option for changing the orientation. So it will display everything in the right way. So you don't need a, it's not a special monitor you have to get. 
any right. monitor can be turned on its side. It's the mounting that's going to be the key. It's you got to have, yep. you know, something on the back that allows you to to put it in that vertical position. Especially if you want to be able to switch it and go from landscape to vertical, then you yep. absolutely need a special swivel mount or a monitor that can accept one of those mounts. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that the the I mean, just going on that, not just side to side. You can you know your computer can tell it to flip the orientation if you wanted to mount it to the ceiling upside down, right? There, there's ways of doing that, right? I've seen people yeah. that it's like, oh, I'm I'm going to take the mount and put it, and of course that means the cords need to be going the other way. Um, okay, so well, let's let me let me get a little bit of um, structure here, Alan, because I've kind of gone. Uh, a little bit uh, all over the place about my my process, but let's just say so. You know, if I look at the decisions that I had to make, and the decisions I think are important for people to to make when they're thinking about an external monitor, one is going to be the the size, right? How much real estate do I feel like I need? Uh, by the way, also think about your desk, think about your location, think about um, you know, think about although wide and more real estate is great. It can dominate a desk. It can dominate a room. It can also uh, become heavy. So, you know, I got a little nervous about the weight of this because I do eventually want to put this on a, a monitor arm so that I can actually move this out of the way and be able to, to do things, you know, uh, in that space and not have to, you know, truly pick up this monitor and move it away. Um, so you want to make sure that the larger you get, you also want to pay attention to the, the weight uh, if you're going to eventually put it onto an arm or do something else with it. Um, and then I think the orientation, right? That was kind of my big first step. How much real estate and what type of orientation? Do I want to go wide? Do I want to go multiple monitors? Do I want to go, you know, uh, two monitors, one that's vertical, one that's flat? Um, and it, it, obviously we talked about where I wanted to go with this. Um the next step, I think, or the next category of this for me was, you know, kind of the design of the thing. Do I, you know, newer monitors tend to do just like TVs have smaller and smaller bezels, right? So yeah. bezel being the, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, border the border around. Kind of the yeah. casing around the screen. So as you look at a monitor, you know, how big is the border to the edge of the casing that it's in? Um, yep. That's the yep. bezel. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. So obviously smaller is, looks cleaner. It looks nicer, um, you know, but it also means that it's oftentimes a more expensive monitor if you're getting the same one with less bezel because it's typically either newer or uh, may have to do some different technology to get that in there. Um, for me, the, the, the stand was kind of important because I did want something that I mean, I didn't really know when I got this, how high do I want it? Uh, how high is going to be correct with this I, this ultra wide? Um, I'd like to be able to move it a little bit. So for me, it was really important, Alan. And, I, and what amazed me is how few of, well, not how few. Uh, it amazed me how many monitors out there don't accept a vase amount. So a vase amount being oh, right. the, yeah. the, the four screws in the back that allow you to mount it to something, either mount it <coughs> on the wall or mount it to an arm. Um, those first two monitors I bought, the two 27 inch, got them, loved them. They were super thin HP monitors, uh, got super excited about it and just, I guess, assumed that they would have a vase amount on them. They did not, um, got them home. They loved them. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute, I can't put these on any sort of mount in the future. Um, so yeah. that's an important piece. If you, if you found, find that you want to eventually put them on some sort of mount, that's either on the wall or on an arm, 
uh, to where you can move your, your uh, monitor around and be able to clear out some desk space, you need to look for something that will accept uh, a mount, a VESA mount. VESA is typically uh, kind of that standard for, um, for having that mount, right? Yeah, and the VESA mounts do come in different, they call them patterns. Like what are the, is it a 100 by 100 pattern? Is it a 400 by 75, 75 by 75, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that is basically the alignment of holes, screw positions uh, for holes on the back of the monitor and right. those have to align with whatever mount you're going to use. So if you want to get a mount, which I have one on my, my monitor here, um, that is, it's important to make sure that, yes, it it's is going to match your, 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 your yep. monitor, whatever the VESA VESA pattern is for that monitor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, that was a big thing. I had to kind of narrow my search to make sure that, um, the monitor I found had that, um, Alan, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the, uh, where I mentioned the curve, right? And unbeknownst to me, when I got into the curved environment, when I started looking into this, there are different levels of curve. I didn't realize that, right? I I, I thought all curves would kind of be like, oh, it's a curved monitor. It's going to be the same type of curve. Mm. But we actually need to look at what the um, radius of the curve is. I think the the numbers that you'll see, it'll be something like a, a, a 4,000 R. And what that actually means is that's the radius of a circle if this curve went fully around you. So, you know, if you had uh, a really, do... really tight curve, yeah. then that means that the smaller the radius means that would be a really, really aggressive curve, right? So if it was an 1800 R versus a 4,000 R, those are the two numbers I saw a lot. 4,000 R is a slight curve. 1800R is a very aggressive curve. Huh. Okay. See, seeing those numbers, I would have thought you the opposite. Thought, yeah. So I'm glad you're mentioning this. So yeah. 1800 is a more aggressive it's, curve. It's an aggressive curve. So and, and again, if you think about the curve, if the curve of the monitor is really aggressive and it continued all the way around you as a circle, it would be a really tight circle, uh, right? So that means radius. that the, yeah. Yeah, the radius of the circle or the diameter of it is really small. If it's a very casual or very kind of, easy curve that means that circle is going to be really big if it would carry around you <clears throat> it was so. my understanding there would be no geometry <laughs> on this show well i didn't ask you so i was just trying to to give it to you right so i didn't i didn't i didn't quiz you on it but i will quiz you later so that'll that'll come in okay. um so notice the curve think about that right and i will say i'm super happy with the one i have which is not that aggressive i think it's maybe more on the 4000 uh r um order but i notice it a little bit if you're sitting that i can see things to the side a little bit clearer than i would have before uh but it doesn't look so aggressive that you know if you walked into the room you'd know it right away right just looking at the monitor you'd have to kind of get a little closer to know that it had a curve. So I, to me, that was a better step into the curved world. Um, now, who who would want a really aggressive curve, Alan? Like, have you seen people that have used those types of super kind of aggressive? Well, and actually, I'm going to bring up, because I'm sorry, Brian, I'm a very visual person. I yeah, yeah, see. go ahead. So I've got a uh, image I'm going to bring up here. Yeah, so this is uh this is kind of showing. Oh, there we go. That size yep. you're talking about. Yeah. 
So the 4,000 R is that top dotted line for anybody listening on audio. Basically it's showing a 4,000 R 3,000 R 1800 R and then down to a thousand R, which is 1000 is the, uh, the curviest of the curvy monitors. Right. Uh, While 4,000, like the one you're talking about is, is a slight, very, very slight curve. Right. Just enough to it. I, I think, I think the reason why you would want that, much, much, uh, 1000 R much, uh, much, uh, harder curve on it. If you have a monitor that's going to be, um, a little closer to you d- given distance of space. Like for example, I have a very narrow desk area here in my house. Yeah. So I'm thinking that, okay, if I want to have a bigger screen, but I, I don't, my head is going to have to turn a lot more, the less the curve because I'm so close to the screen. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Having, even like you see in the picture, that monitor, the thousand R is actually closer to the individual. And I kind of see that as a little bit of a, yes, I'm going to have to turn my head anyway, but at least this way, I'm kind of feel like I'm a little more surrounded by, by, by the things yeah. around me. It doesn't well, make as much sense if it's further away from you, further back in a desk, because then you're actually going to get some distortion. It's not going to feel like it's really around mm-hmm. you. It's kind of, you're seeing a distorted image from a distance. Um, well, and not that we, not that we need to, th- think of any more geometry but you know even if you look at that image alan those those four lines are all the same there's they're the same uh width of monitor right so so basically if i had my 34 inch monitor that i'm a 35 that i have now right, with sure. a larger curve the yeah. visual real estate is actually less right so it's sure. It's going to be, it's going to take up less of my visual space because it's going to curve in a little closer. Um, so I think that, you know, either if you've got a really big monitor, I would assume, like if I had a 49 inch monitor, I would probably think that I'd have to have more of a curve just because. Well, yeah, because, <laughs> just because if you don't, so far you are there, right? truly moving your head, turn your head from a one side to the other to see it. Yeah. Yep. With, a, with a little bit of a deeper curve, you're still having to move your head, but it's not quite as dramatic. Yeah the more the curve is. So, yeah. But, but also I get with you, if you've got a small space, you know, maybe that curve maybe actually helps you with space. So for example, if you had a certain width ahead of you, Alan, like I know you do, you only have a certain width to work with. You can't put a 49 inch monitor in that, that space you have, but you might be able to put something with more of a curve and get more real estate in that small space. Right. The other thing I see is is really big um, gamers, well, are gaming, big yeah. into the curving Immersive, monitors because yeah. it's well, it's imagining you are taking your total visual space and you're actually in that environment. Um, so you know, you see the more aggressive curves a lot of times with gaming monitors um, and gamers. The biggest thing I'd say, Brian, I'd recommend for anybody looking at a curved monitor is you, you just need to see it, yeah, uh, yeah. kind of in 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 uh, a demo, see it on display or something to get a sense of it because. It's really hard. I mean, I look at these lines, I look at these numbers, and I think, okay, well, I think I know what would work best for me, but I don't no, until need, I yeah. actually can see yeah. it. Um, well, you realize yeah, there is some visual important. distortion that goes on, right? Because your sure. brain is always used to looking at something like a flat page, right? I mean, that's the way we operate, right? We have things kind of that when we work on a computer, it tends to be a flat screen that we're used to. And now you're getting something where there's this slight bit of distortion where it almost looks like it's like a bow tie type look to me, you know, when I see, uh, uh, but the, I tell you the, the ability to see the edges a little bit more effectively, it was really a benefit for me. And I was nervous actually of doing it, that if we, 
you know, if I went with this curved, I would feel as though that documents would look skewed, right? Mm -hmm. Because if I had documents up there and you got this curve going on, uh, but I haven't, I haven't recognized that. So, okay. so anyway, that's, that's something to keep in mind. If you're going to go curved, think about there's not curved is not all curved is not the same, right? So you need to look at what level of curve. And then I totally agree with Alan. You need to see it. You need to actually be in front of it because if you haven't dealt with one of these, it it is different. And um, and I read a lot of people online. They were like, oh, gosh, I thought I wanted curved. I got it. hated it. You know, sent it back, went to a flat. So to make and sure they, you and they got the wrong it. they got the wrong amount of curve and they just didn't realize the, there were differences size, to it. Their environment. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, we talked about size, we talked about the aspect that we're using, we talked about the curve, we talked about some of the design of, uh, you know, the stand and being able to manipulate it. Um, then it got down to specs, Alan, and I have to say, I'm, I was not as, I was not as educated about specs when I first got into this, that, you know, I just saw numbers and I thought, well, you know, bigger is better or more contrast is better and all these different things, uh, higher numbers are better. But there really is some things that you need to at least be aware of, um, mm -hmm. because as you can see, you know, Alan, if you want to pull my uh, my screen back up here um, to what we were looking at a minute ago, if you just look at the title, you know, look at the title of this thing, right? It is throwing so many specs at you in the title up there, right? Okay, it's HDR, it's VA, HDR, QHD, ultra wide. Uh, it's got the dimensions. It's got the refresh rate. It's got the five milliseconds. All these things that are throwing at you. And of course, you know, we get advertised all of this and say, well, obviously, all those things are good. But you really need to understand kind of what they are. So, so Alan, I'd love to maybe just take this as an example and let's just kind of pick apart a couple of these things. Um, mm -hmm. So, one is the where it says. Uh, curved monitor three thirty four forty by fourteen forty. Yeah. So So tell me a little bit about aspects because you know more than about this than I do. Well, that is the that is the amount of pixels available uh, in the screen. So basically, okay. it's saying that there are three thousand four hundred forty pixels across the width of the screen for one thousand four hundred forty pixels. On a height level, Apparently. so it's kind of a almost like you're calculating area on a on a space. Yeah, obviously, the more pixels you have in a screen, the higher resolution things can be displayed on it natively. Um, if you had, you know, and we've talked about screen resolutions before, like talking about TVs and all that. Yeah, same idea. It is the same idea. 1080p right. is 1080 pixels uh, tall by 1920 pixels wide so as you can see here this is definitely wider than hd because yeah. it is a wide screen the height is similar to hd a little bit higher resolution than an hd uh typical hd tv screen but um that is but what that a lot more width are. right yeah, yeah. a lot more width yeah so. and this is where that what is it the 21 by 9 orientation comes in as compared yeah. to if this was a 16 by 9 of the same quality right that first number would be a lot less yeah right now just as a word for warning you may find some monitors out there that are super large real estate or super ultra wide but they have a much lower pixel mm -hmm. resolution so the idea is that it's a you know it's a less uh, lower quality monitor. It doesn't have the resolution depth, 
even though it's filling up your screen with that same size monitor, right. but it's doing it with a lower resolution image. So you're going to see more fuzziness. You're going to see more blockiness. The more pixels that are in that screen, the sharper the image can be, the more clear, the more defined. And uh, definitely if you're watching a, a movie, you know, you put up a movie or a video on there, it's going to make full use of the resolution available to it. So, yep. Uh, yeah. And I think on that same note, maybe maybe that's a good time for us to talk a little bit about that resolution is then going to also be dependent on the type of input that you're using, right? The type mm -hmm. of connection you're making, right? So when I was looking at screens, the other thing was really important is obviously, you know, most of them are going to be HDMI. They're going to they're going to allow HDMI connection, which we talked about before that allows audio and video at a, you know, for many of the current ones, right? 4K, 8K, you know, depending on the uh, the the cable right well the cable and the hdmi spec there's like a yeah. you know there's old version 1.0 there's a 2.1 now so that's going to depend a little bit about but hdmi is kind of the the the, the universal it's become the standard the standard yeah. right now i think yeah. every monitor you buy nowadays has at least one hdmi input if not multiple on yeah. it and, uh, what what drew me to this one alan was that uh so this one has hdmi it has it has two hdmis which is nice but it has a a, a display port port mm -hmm. right which is nice that'll also uh be a different way of connecting which uh, a pc that i am using for for work only has the display port uh mm -hmm. option does not have an hdmi on it but then this one also had the us BC connection. Yeah. Okay. And the USB-C was going to allow me, and, and this was the beauty, right? This, this particular monitor um, has a larger power supply. So if I connect my computer to it via USB-C, it actually will power my computer as well. So it becomes the, the dock as well. There mm -hmm. are USB uh, ports in the back. So I can plug my, uh, my keyboard, a mouse into the back of the monitor I can also have uh, sound plugged into the back of this monitor. And then now all I need is one cable going to the computer, which is the USB-C. So it kind of doubles as my, um, as my uh, um, kind of uh, laptop port, right? That I'm kind yeah. of setting up on. Now, unfortunately it doesn't have the ethernet connection, which is what I tend to use on my, uh, my dock that I have yeah. over here. But other than that, you know, it, well, I say if, if your whole goal is if you're a laptop user and you are in the market for a new monitor and you don't mind spending maybe a little more um, yep. Yep. for it, having that USB-C and having other, you know, uh, ports on the back. That Power could, capability. Yeah. Right. That's pretty nice because you could actually work yourself out of needing a docking station Dock. for, yep. your, for your laptop. Um, so if you're talking about simple, you know, and simplicity was something I wanted on my desk. Uh, you know, that's yeah. why I want to I want to eventually put the uh, the monitor on an arm. I eventually want to put a microphone on an arm because I want more of my desk back <laughs> to yeah. be able to have space rather than lots of cords. And so really, I could walk up and there would be one cord that I would plug into my laptop, and I would already have my keyboard here and the uh, the mouse already ready to go. So so that was nice. Um, yeah. And not all of them have that. That's a, that's something you need to look into. Now, to do that, it needs a beefier uh, a beefier power supply, you know, because it's then powering your computer as well. So, uh, be aware that not all of those have that. Um, Alan, the other thing that probably stands out here was refresh rate. I think yeah, that's let's talk about that. To talk about for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because I do think we need to talk talk about yeah. that a little bit. Um, so, so this one says a hundred hertz refresh rate. 
okay, and 100 hertz, which means 100 frames a second, right? Mm -hmm. That it's going to be delivering content to me at 100 frames a second. Now, up to, and I, I want to I want to clarify this really quickly too, Ellen, and I did not realize this because you don't even really, you, you won't see it if you're looking at the specs, but to get that 100 frames a second on this particular monitor, I have to be using the USB-C. Hmm. So HDMI would only HDMI. go, I think, to 50, I think, 50 hertz. Yeah. Um, even the display port, I think, was was limiting what I could do. Now, that's on a Mac. I don't know if that's the case on the PC, but um, but there are different refresh rate possibilities depending on the connection that you have and the cables. Um, <clears throat> Alan, is 100 hertz good? Yeah. Yeah, no, 100 is good. So just as a, as a frame of reference, um, you know, TV – like standard like television we're watching, you know, it's 30 frames per second. More of it's going to 60 frames per second now. So mm -hmm. we're seeing more and more content, 60 frames per second. At 60 frames per second, things look really smooth. They look really you know, close to realism is what you're kind of shooting for with that. Um, I, you know, you get to 100 and more, you are definitely looking at a very, very, vivid image because the more times it refreshes the more times it's, it's cycling and showing things on the screen you get smoother motion you get um a more more realism it's motion more realistic. if you watch yep. if you watch a movie at shot over 100 100 frames per second it gives you a very uh, uh it just feels more tangible more real then you, you don't feel like you're watching something. It doesn't so, feel like a movie anymore, right? Because right, movies tend yeah. to tend to live on this idea of almost like a, I don't want to say cloudy, right? But it's like a, a little bit more of a, you're in a different world as opposed to yeah. you're looking at the real world, right? right. You know, Fil films have traditionally been 24 frames per second, like actual yeah. motion picture movies you watch 24. So you're talking about four times more of the refresh, right? More times uh, information per second yep. being presented to you. Now, it's, I will say this for, for more standard users of computing, the high, the high rate is not as critical. Right. Okay. No. It's just not, I mean, the human eye, I think, you know, can perceive some distances between 60 and hundred and 200 slightly. There's a certain point where your human eye doesn't notice any difference. I don't remember what that number was. It was in the high one hundreds, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason it's important for monitors more than anything is for people who game or yeah, gamers. Exactly. The reason is, is that you imagine if you are playing a game and it's so dependent on how responsive and quick it is. So for example, if you push a button and you want to see the results of that button push on a game immediately, the faster the refresh means you feel like it's interacting. The monitors interacting with you in real time as you're, as you're making these movements. If you have a slow refresh rate, you could be a fraction of a second off from doing something in it registering on your screen, which a fraction of a second may not sound like a lot, but for a, a high end gamer, that is that it's worlds different for, for them. So yeah, uh, that's where that refresh rate really comes in and in, in important and very handy for, for people who do a lot of gaming on their computer monitors. Yeah. Yeah. And actually the, the two numbers that are right there, the hundred Hertz and then the five millisecond that follows yeah. it. Those are the two things that gamers really need to probably care about, right? Yeah. Because if you're if you're a gamer, if you're a high-end gamer, you actually want to be looking at something that's maybe 120 hertz or better, like 120 hertz. Some of them even are 240 hertz now. But you know, if you're looking at if you're looking at high-end gaming, 
you're probably looking at 120 hertz or more, right? You'll see 144, some of these numbers that they'll put out. Um, but you also want that millisecond number, which is, the, it's going to be basically the response time of the input, right? So if yeah. you, so if you think about with gaming, right, there's two things going on if you want to game really well. You need that when the game sends something to the screen, that the screen yeah. recognizes it quickly, but it also then has a quick enough refresh rate that you see it quickly. So there's two right. things that are going on there. It's the Both response are time and yeah. it's the presentation of it, how quick it's presenting it. You're right. You, you want that. Yeah. Yeah, you want that yep. millisecond to be under 10 for sure if you're a gamer, if you're a high-end gamer, probably yeah. five down to one, right? You want to be looking at between one and five if you're really high-end. But for hertz, you know, you're probably looking at a, you know, maybe a 144 mm -hmm. uh, hertz uh, gaming monitor and you'll see those numbers be pushed up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, just think about it in terms of if, if something was happening on the screen, but there was a even the slightest fraction of like that information not being refreshed and shown to you and you're in a hair trigger gaming situation right. that can make the difference. And then, like you said, the milliseconds. Yeah, that's I push a button on my keyboard. It may register it with the game on my com computer, but if that information takes a few milliseconds to get to my screen to show yeah. it that's where there's a discernible gap. So both of those, they do play hand in hand. You got to have both right. of them really solid for solid gaming. Now for you and I, we're not gamers right. on our piece, on our computers. And I, these two factors don't mean a lot to me, you nope. know, personally. Nope. I mean, I think uh, as long as I felt like there was a 60, 60 Hertz refresh rate, mm -hmm. I'm pretty good because that's what I would typically watch maybe some television on if I wanted to see that same quality presentation of, of video on my screen. Sure. And yes, I mean, I don't want a really slow interface between my monitor and my computer, but right. any right. standard monitor these days is going to be adaptable and good for somebody using as a general computing uh, device. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and just going back to that, when I mentioned that, you know, my, uh, this monitor will only do the 100 at USB-C, right? E right? Even when I'm connected with USB-C, I still go and turn it down to, I think, a 50 hertz is what I have it because mm -hmm. I figure, why do I need it working that yeah. hard? Because I don't notice the difference, right? If That's I was right. gaming, sure. Um, but uh, so those are the things that kind of stood out to me that if this was a gaming monitor, yes, obviously that would be pretty important to have. For me, it was much more about size the uh, resolution, the aspect, and then also um, the connections, right? The connections yeah. were pretty important. Um, let me think. So what are some other things? Well, some other things to just keep in mind for, for people that are, are looking into these. There are different things like LCD versus LED versus QLED, uh, right? Those are all different types of, of the actual display itself, like it's the, the hardware of the display. Um, this one you can see says VA. That's a type of LCD screen. Uh, yeah. I think there's what VA, what is it? VA, IPS, TN, right? All those are different mm -hmm. things that describe the type of LCD. Um, they all have different pros and cons to them. Yeah. But. And some of it is branding by brand by company name. Some of it, yeah. you know, I think in general, and again, everybody can write me on this if they disagree, but I think again, for general computing use, LCDs, are, are going to be great and fine and work for yeah. you really well. I do think if you ex anticipate using that computer monitor as more of a 
television monitor. Like if you're planning on using it as a media to yeah. really watch things on a computer, you want to use your computer as like your media player and you're going to use this monitor to watch. Then I think looking at more of the uh, LED. Uh, other types, LEDs would be something Team interesting LED. to look at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or OLED yeah. for sure. Yeah. But again, if you're talking, uh, working on, you know, working on the computer, web browsing, uh, any productivity, any of that, I really think an LCD is going to do you just fine. Well, and let me and let me further that by saying you may actually not like having something that is a little bit uh, brighter or crisper yeah. because you got to remember how close we are to our computer monitors, right? You might yeah. say, well, that's fantastic. I want the thing that's the brightest and I want it backlit yeah. and I want it being able to, to pop and everything. But how close as you are, right? That's a, that's a lot of light going into the eyes. You may actually find yourself turning it down and never using the capabilities of that. Yeah. So I think that's where the LE, the LCD, um, it also has a little bit of a matte finish, which I think is also kind of important. You know, you may see the reflective finish on a lot of, and they seem super, super sharp. They're not as, you know, they don't feel like they dull things as much, but you also got to keep in mind what's behind you. Do I have light behind me? Am I going to be reflecting things? Do I want you know, to have that reflective uh, screen or not. So this, you know, matte finish, but still be bright enough to really pop and have the, the information that I want to come about. Um, this one seemed to to fit yeah. a lot of the uh, of the checklist that I had. Yeah, if you are, if you are going to be primarily working on this monitor in a room with a lot of windows yeah. and you know sunlight comes in, I'd really caution against any kind of like heavy reflective clear, surface yeah. screen. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, you may have curtains, you may have other ways to block it, but it's still going to show through and, and be distraction, I think. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So look yeah. for something that has a little bit of anti glare for a purpose. Anti glare, now, me, they call it matte finish. Some matte of the, finish yeah. 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 So let me mention real quick because you mentioned light. Another thing that I didn't really think a lot about until I started reading up about it was that the brightness of the screen. You know, I always thought, okay, the brighter the screen, better, right? I mean, when I'm looking at TVs, I wanted something that would be bright uh, and make sure that it's going to be crisp and, uh, you know, not have a dull, uh, dull look to it. But brightness, again, you know, you're close to a monitor. Brightness really comes into play if you have a brighter room. The brighter your room, the brighter your monitor needs to be to overcome that bright room, right. just like a TV would be. So, you know, me, I have a fairly dark room because I tend to keep my blinds closed a lot. Um, so brightness wasn't that important, but yeah. realize brightness is something that they will represent to you and in, in what they call, what is it, Alan? Nits, you know, yeah. NITS, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the number of nits means how bright those pixels can be. Um, so you're looking at something like 300 nits or whatever. I think that's what this one is. And it's plenty bright for a monitor, plenty bright. Yeah. Um, so you know, keep in mind that those are all the factors that you start looking at. You just don't want to get overloaded by these specs, right? They're going to throw lots of different things at you. The ones we've mentioned so far, the aspect, the size, the pixels, um, the uh, potentially if you're a gamer, the refresh rate and the response, uh, the response time. And then looking at some of the uh, the features that are going to be in there. If you're going to mount it, make sure it has a VESA arm or a VESA mount capability. If you are not, make sure the monitor arm itself or the mount or the uh, the stand is flexible enough to do what you want to do. Will it tilt? Will it you know? Will it uh, uh, turn? Do you actually have to lift this thing up? Um, so those are some of the important pieces. Um, but all that being said, I mean, there's you know, when it came back for me, it was really 
it was really size and whether it wanted to be curbed and then whether or not like, it was going to handle it's really dimensions dimensions the really the biggest that factor big for, you. for me not yep. only the fact that it was a widescreen but the size you got for, to, to go with it I, i'll say this brian and i i you know i know i work in a lot of field with video and, and other things more graphic oriented so i should probably be more choosy about my monitor than i am but i've got a uh, is an Asus IPS monitors. They're branded monitor. I've had for several years. Uh, I've got the same exact model here as I do at my other at my office. And I, I it was a relatively inexpensive twenty four or twenty seven. Again, I can't tell. Yeah. I don't know what size it is. And uh, could not be happier. I mean, it's just it, it, it is. Well, you could be happier. But you just don't I know could be yet. a little happier. I mean, I am limited in my space here. I'm right yeah. now. My 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 hand is hitting the top of my desk area that I've got right. shelf to work right. in. So I've got a monitor that is exactly the height that will fit in here right now. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't really even go any bigger. I could go wider, but I don't. I couldn't definitely couldn't go any taller. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it's just with monitors, it's. Uh, most standard monitors from any good brand name manufacturer are going to have a good image for good general computing. The question just becomes is what size, what layout. And then if you have a more specialized use for that monitor, if you are a gamer, there's different factors to consider. If you are going to be doing uh, any media content viewing on a regular basis on that monitor, you may have some other considerations to look at as well. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I will say um, real quick, Alan, just on, on that, the, um, I, I think there are a lot of people that are upgrading their monitors. Mm-hmm. And so I certainly, if you're someone jumping into the monitor world, just like, Hey, I want a second monitor. Uh, and I don't want to spend a ton of money on it. There are people selling their old ones and this yeah. is what this was. This was a uh, used, I bought it used, uh, you can see up there it says six hundred nineteen dollars. I got it for two hundred from somebody. Oh, wow, really? and and it was still. I think it had only been in. He, he put it back in the box, so it was still in the box. Still had everything, but you know, had just been barely used. But you can find those just because I think the technology has grown in the last couple of years to where something three years ago, people are like, "Oh, I'm a gamer. I'm going to move to the new one." So they're selling their old one. You can find some of these. Just kind of know what you're looking for. Know about the mm-hmm. these features so that you don't buy it and get frustrated like I did and realizing it didn't have a base amount and all of that, that was going to limit what I do. Um, Alan, let me just quickly give you my pros and cons on this one, because it's not all rosy uh, about what I purchased here. Um, Pros, the picture is gorgeous, right? I'm actually going to show you, let me see. I've got a second camera here, Alan, because I wanted you to see the, uh, see the, the look here. Yeah, let's go, let's go let's go a little tighter, and I'm gonna let you spotlight here. Uh, okay, hold on. Okay, there so there is my current setup. Okay, mm-hmm. so you can see the you can see the the size of the screen. This is a 14 inch. Um, I uh, it's 14 inch um, MacBook Pro. Right? <laughs> yes, computer. Thank you. <laughs> And then you can see this is my kind of 35 inch that you can see the barely you can see the curve that you'll see it a little yeah, more if I get it mm-hmm. higher right and then of course i've got uh, an ipad over here that i uh, 
uh, was trying to use a little bit as an extended screen. Um, but just, you know, it's not a great image here, but you can see that I've got something in the middle of the screen, mm -hmm. you know, a window over to the right, window over to the left. And so for me, it was a, it was a great size to be able to have three things up that I was using, but not having to, to crane my head a lot. So sure. uh, here's the, I'm going to, I'm going to stop this, but here's the, here's the things I like. I love the picture. I love the curve. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love the size that I chose. This is, this was the right size for me. Um, the stand that came with this one was pretty good in that it's, mm -hmm. I can lift it up and down pretty easily. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mm -hmm. turn, uh, which is a okay. bummer, uh, but it does have a base mm -hmm. amount. So that's what I plan to do eventually. Um, here's the cons. Um, yeah. So some of the features, so this is something I actually meant to, to talk a little bit about earlier, but uh, Alan, I didn't realize this is the case, but with ultra wide monitors, one of the things that a lot of them are promoting, and of course, LG makes uh, makes this one. Uh, Samsung is another one that I was looking at, had an ultra wide 34. They have something called split screen. And it's not necessarily split screen like just like you're thinking like, oh, I can split my screen and put one window on this side. It does have that feature, but what it's actually made to do, which is pretty pretty slick, is that if I have a second computer plugged mm -hmm. in that I can say, oh, you know what? Put that computer screen over here on this yeah. right third and on the left two thirds will be this other um, uh, computer. It uses, uh, computer. Two inputs plugged yeah. into the back of the computer, whether it's, I guess it could be either a USB-C and or HDMI. Yeah, actually, you know, this, and this is one of the things I, it, they, they don't tell you, or at least I couldn't find it too easily when I was doing research on it. it has to, one of them has to be an HDMI. So you okay. can't do a USB-C in a display port. One has to be an HDMI. Sure. Um, the other piece is that it just doesn't work on an M1 Mac. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. That split screen piece does not work on the M1 Mac. Uh, it's yeah, supposed to, or it says it's supposed to. It, it should be an update that'll come. Driver eventually. or firmware update or something. I would there, assume right? so. There's a bunch of people upset. Uh, of course, it's been about a year. This is LG, by the way. I don't know if mm. Samsung got theirs worked out. But something that when Mac went to the latest operating system and was using their own architecture, that it was not supporting that split screen. So I'm a bit, a bit bummed about that. Um, it does have, this one has built in, which is another feature you might look at if you're someone who wants to work on two computers. So it's great to have two computers, right? I've got a PC over here. I've got a, a Mac over here and it'd be wonderful to have those screens up there. But that also means I've still got two keyboards and two mice and all of that. They do have a way of making it so that sure. my mouse can actually go all the way to the other one. So that's part of the L the LG screen is that it's called on, what was it, uh, dual control. So I make sure they're both computers are on the same network, and then I can move my mouse all the way over, use the same keyboard uh, for both, just like I would with an iPad. So so that's pretty slick. That does work um, with this, but the split screen does not, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, that is so. that is interesting. I would, I would have hoped at least a year into the M1 Max or yeah, more, they would have... Uh, and again, I think it's an LG thing. I think it's an LG well, working sure. well, with the I, Mac. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's the case on all of them. Um, I mean, that's that's going to be their that, that's going to be yeah. a good chunk of their They've buying base in the next huge couple years. So, right. Yeah. Uh, last last thing, I'm not that happy about is uh, some of the connections and USB C especially is slow to wake up sometimes. Mm. So if I were to leave it overnight and then come back in and wake up my computer, they 
screen doesn't automate. Sometimes I'm having to unplug and plug back in, which is oh, really? kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, but I realize that maybe some settings, some it may be that the display itself is going to sleep and all of that, that I'm trying to change some of those. But but overall, um, it was the right decision on size and right decision on aspect for me. Um, I just, uh, I wish that it had this split screen capability because that would have been sure. a, that would have been a game changer for me having. Well, multiple. and it still could. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. hopeful that, you know, that's going to be something they, they add in. Well, Brian, I was going to show you my uh, office monitor layout. Okay. That's okay. Just because I thought, you know, it's a little sure. different than what, it's just a bit different than what I've got here. Um, but I wanted to show you kind of what I, what I work in every day and kind of the monitor setup I have. So this is it right here. And um, <laughs> as you can see, oh, good. I have yeah. four monitors. Yeah. Um, yeah. One above me. Three around the side. No, this they is look about like 40, 40 inch monitors each, maybe, you know, like right. four, yeah. inch monitors. Yeah. yeah. Now, mm-hmm. even though it, that shows me playing a, a, a driving simulation, I do use this for <laughs> Excel spreadsheets and um, <laughs> other things too. No, in all seriousness, can I show you what I think is like the cleanest, like coolest looking uh, monitor layout? Please. I'm on my all edge. Right. So that's oh, it. There we go. Right, now, yep. you can soak this in, Brian, because you're already one third of the way there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've got your ultra wide screen right there in the middle. Which is the top. Yep. You can see they've taken two monitors made vertical. Now, those two monitors that are vertical, those are standard, those uh, are standard size wide. monitors. Yep. They're, they're yep. standard kind of traditional monitors, but they're both vertical. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they've got it. I love the, the, the arrangement where it's, they're all lined up at the top but the two verticals go down mm-hmm. a little further down. Imagine what you could do in those two bottom wells of those two, those two side screens. You could have yep. like, you know, the widgets down there. You could have things you're tracking or monitoring. And then you have a full width of the whole three screens to play with on a yeah, that's uh, beautiful. area. So anyway, that's beautiful. I, mean, I like everything else with this layout too. So I'm kind of already getting some ideas for oh, the backlighting and everything. They did a nice yeah, job. Yeah. It's yep. a nice looking deal, mm-hmm. but I just, I love that to me is the ideal perfect arrangement at some point in the future. If you're going to go three screens, but you don't, you know, the whole, like you said, the whole idea of having three uh, all across you, it's just a lot of real estate to catch up with. It's a lot of, of turning of the vertical head. Mm-hmm. is a lot, I think a very natural way to work with it and a nice yeah. layout to work with. So. Yeah. And I would say just looking at this, my guess is that middle one, it's an ultra wide, but it's smaller. Ultra. It's probably the 29, which is kind of the smallest ultra wide you can get. Yeah. Because, you know, that's taking, what, double the width of a keyboard, right? Yeah. And But those side monitors, that's a really slick look. Yeah. No, it's nice. Yeah, I just, I love this look. So that's uh, that's kind well, of, that's, that's, this, this is my aspiration board. There you this go. This is my, uh, what do I do? This, what, Pinterest do you do this on? You put your, oh, you go board and it. Sure. Yeah. Your, your, uh, your vision. Oh, vision board. That's it. This is on my oh, vision board. This, this nice. layout. So, yeah. Well, let me let me kind of wrap up maybe my uh, dive into the external monitors uh, sure. and say there are some cool options out there. I would I would suggest people really think about the way they want to work and think about what they what they like to do when they work. Do they like to have lots of things open? Do they like to you know are you are you against turning your head? Do you want do you you know do you want things bothering you? I mean, I actually one of the things I was just recognizing as we were talking you know, notifications in an, in an Apple environment come up in the top right. Okay. I mean, that's one of the nice parts is when I'm doing this, it's so far over there that it doesn't really bother me that much, right? A lot of times if I'm on a laptop, that's right. kind of popping in and going, oh, well, but 
but you know, aren't notifications can... supposed to bother you? I mean, that's, well, that's the thing is that you could see them. I, I want miss. to, yeah, I want to see them, but I don't necessarily, you know, if I'm engaged in something, I maybe that's where the focus feature comes on and all of that. But yeah. there are some things you need to consider, right? How how much real estate do I actually want, um, and what can I handle? Um, if you're someone coming from a laptop, and if you're coming from a, let's say, a really nice Apple laptop no screen that you're going to get is going to look quite as nice as your Apple laptop screen. Those things, those things are incredibly high end. Um, so. And that you bring up something else I wanted to mention, I was going to mention earlier, this may seem like, like so obvious, but I guarantee you it's not, somebody's going to trip up on this. What Brian showed you his, his setup. I mean, the difference between mine and his, I have my Mac laptop as my main monitor right here in front of me. I have the webcam built into the laptop right here in front of me. Right. Brian's screen, because he's using an external monitor as his primary monitor, has to have a, a extra webcam uh, off there. So just a little caveat, I have actually seen somebody buy a monitor and hook it all up, be all excited to be able to use it with their laptop, and then realize, oh, wait. I have to turn over here. I have to. I, right. If I, yeah. my laptop's over here, I'm now turning my head to the camera all the time. Unless yeah. I get an external, another device, an external yeah. camera to go on it. So just something to yeah. remember with that. Yeah. No, it's a good point. I mean, for me, that was another beauty of having the USB port in the back of this because yeah. the two things I have plugged in is a keyboard and a webcam uh, so that I don't have to replug those in or I don't have to have them kind of the course showing elsewhere. Yeah. But no, you're right. Um, that that has actually been a challenge when I go to work, which, which I also have a external monitor at work, but I don't have a separate webcam. Mm-hmm. So when I go there, I'm working, and then when I'm doing a Zoom call, I feel like I'm having to hunch yeah. over here to the side. So you're right. That's a that's a consideration. But so there's lots of variables, lots of things to to consider. I do think it can be a, a really helpful move for some people if you are at a desk and you have the real estate to do it. Um, I think you can get. I think you can get some more work done uh, if you've got a little bit more real estate to have things up. If you think about you switching apps all the time or switching what's in front uh, to work on something a lot, then, you know, that's why I say, Alan, that's why I struggle with a, an iPad is one of the main reasons I struggle with an iPad. I mean, I know they have split screen now and all that, but the real estate itself, I find myself having to switch back and mm-hmm. forth so often and when i'm on a on a, a bigger screen it allows me to put those things all up there and not have to you know go back and forth I, they're all up there to to view so uh, yeah so keep that in mind uh and uh and i certainly would love to hear from some people who have other thoughts of this or have some different setups that uh, either we can drool it or uh would uh you know, a little jealous. So I would love to do this. I would love to have people send us their setups. If they feel like they've got a really cool monitor arrangement or even just computer arrangement on their desk. I think we're always, I'm always fascinated to see other people's layouts of how they've positioned, not just monitors, but their computer and peripherals. And, uh, it'd be fun to see. So I, I challenge anybody to take a snapshot of your, your desk set up if you, if you think you got something cool going on or something you want to show oh. and we'd love to see it and show it. Oh, you, you want to see a picture. Okay. I thought you meant send us your setup so that we can have it. Well, that, like, that, it to the we'd show. like to test your yeah. whole setup out. Right. So ship it to us. Separate packages right. are fine. We'll, we'll put it together and um, we may keep it for I don't know, a few months and uh, we'll eventually send it back or just send us a photo if that's easier. 
I always, I, I do, Brian. Sometimes I will just look up people's computer setup on their desk and just see how people have it laid out, just trying to get ideas and inspiration. So there you go. Fun. That's very fun. So All right. for the record, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Jackson just talked for a little over an hour about monitors. And uh, so it was, uh, that was good. I mean, it was, it was a, a really little good bit more exciting than backup, but um, you know, but not really. I, I did my best. Not I did really. my best. It was all right. <laughs> no, it was good. It was a good talk. I think. Uh, all right. There's well, enough, there's enough happening in the monitor space right now that was worth discussing. I agree. Options. So it was good. I agree. Great. So Brian, uh, I know we'll get together again next time. I think it's about time for another uh, brothers in tech suggestions. I episode. think so. It's been a little while on that. We may be doing that next week we get together. But in the meantime, if somebody either wants to send us their monitor setup or suggestions or just has any questions or other comments for us, what uh, what should they do at this point? Yeah, email us. Email us at info at themesh.tv. And as Alan said, send us those pictures. uh, Brag to us a little bit about your setup so that we can – pin it to our uh, to-do list and uh, or you can go to our website at www.brothers-in-tech that's www.brothers-in-tech.com so you can uh, right. see previous episodes and uh, also connect to us through there perfect well All right. thank you so much for everybody for watching and listening to Brian talk for uh, the last hour and me just stand sit and just kind of Swear it's going to be that's going to be the the most listened uh, episode we have. There'll there'll be there'll be people that actually make it all the way through our episode this time, Alan. So oh, I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got me choked up on that. Uh, mm. All right, Alan, that was fun. Yeah, hope you feel better, Listen, man. Yeah, hope thanks everybody for better. watching. Yep, I'm gonna go home, go uh, rest my voice now. So uh, thanks everybody for watching Perfect. or listening, and we will look forward to talking to everybody next time. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.